Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are Dukes and Bell. Friday, last Friday for us, last show of 2023. Hope you guys have been having fun. There's some guys just kind of hanging around based on our parking garage here at College Square. Nobody came to work today, at least in this building. So we're putting it in. Thanks to a great job by Day Day, who's been producing, engineering. He's uh, been the brains of the operation. And you for coming in, because had John not come into work today, you'd be stuck listening to the Sun Bowl, because I was not going to do five hours by myself. Yeah, I was going to say, who uh, who would have been left? Yeah, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. You know, Steg always makes fun. My motto is more of me, more of me. But even I couldn't stand me for five hours by myself. Yes. So nobody wants to hear that. Hey, we like to do start the 5 o'clock hours. Carl and I would normally with a big hearty, hey, man. Hey, man. Thanks to you guys for another great year for the number one sports talk station in the Southeast, one of the top in the country. Thanks to you guys. Love seeing you guys, whether we're at the remotes. You know, at Twin Peaks and Hooters and everywhere else they send us out to. I hope we'll see you guys more in 2024. And thanks again for making us number one. All right, Johnny. Falcons, 12% chance to make the playoffs. Uh, 84% chance for the Bucs. Uh, Bucs got the Saints uh, this week and then Carolina. They win one of the two and they're in. They win this when they clinch the playoffs, but there's still a chance, obviously, they could falter, lose two, and maybe we could somehow snake a... There's no way we're going to Well, if you just got to win. Yeah, we I mean, got, we're, just, we're just trying to get yeah, to the wild card. Right. That, and we lose, we lose tiebreakers to teams uh, ahead of us like Minnesota, right. thanks to the Joshua Dobbs you know, effort that day against us. Yes. So what's your, just, what do you think? What do you think? Um, do I think they're going to be in the playoffs? I, I, look, you can certainly beat these last two teams. You can go up to Chicago and win. You can go to New Orleans and win. Right. Do I think we're going to end up in the playoffs? I'm going to say no. But – if you finish, if you finish, and I brought this up very early to you and Carl, I asked you, can you finish nine and nine and eight, and it be a successful season? If you don't make the playoffs, can no, nine and no, eight? No, 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 no. Anything outside the playoffs is a fail for me on this season. Okay. With, the, with the expectations, with one hundred what one hundred fifty million dollars we invested okay. on the defensive side, defense has done its job. Yes, the defense at the end. Failed to get a couple guys on the ground. We already talked about that. But more of this was about the offense. The reason the Falcons are where they are is because the offense misfired more times than not. And with me, I look, I, I told John, I, I'm dumb enough. I put my money where my mouth is. Every year I put money on the Falcons to win the Super Bowl. I like to do that with the Braves to win the World Series. But And I used to do it with the Hawks. But uh, as far as the Falcons, I had the over-under, eight and a half. I thought that was the most galactic lock. Eight and a half wins this year, seven last year. Win two more games, Johnny, two more. And my wife will finally get that new guest bathroom she's been craving. Well, if you're nine and eight, you've you've got the record. I just I, I think you can be nine and eight and there'll be some success about this season. Is it the ultimate success that you want? Mm. No. But I think at nine and eight, look, here's what you're hoping for. You do what the Detroit Lions did. They were nine and eight last year. They invested heavily in their both lines of scrimmage, Panay Sewell, Aiden right. Hutchinson. 
You hope that when you get, you know, a couple of years into this thing and you turn that corner from being a bad franchise into good and start to get over 500, that you can have that Detroit Lions type of ascension. And I think that's what you're hoping for. Even if they're 9-8, and eight, I still think 9-8, and eight, if they don't make the playoffs, is a success because at least we're above 500 and we do have a winning culture. I want to go John McLaughlin. Fail! Wrong! <laughs> no, man, to me it was playoffs or bust for this team. This was a year we're going to take the leap. The first two years, guys, I used to say and defend Arthur Smith on the show, the price of genius. We got no we got no stars. You know, we, we're finally coming out of salary cap hell. This is the year. They blew it with Ritter. They didn't have Ritter prepared. Ritter made terrible mistakes, never got better. And I know that there's a lot of still some diehard Ritter fans out there. To me, this is at the feet of Arthur Smith. So, and, and the usage rate of Bijan, there's a big article in ESPN today saying Bijan is now showing you the new. Well, we've had multi purpose backs in the, in the history of the NFL going all the way back to Roger Craig. It's just the way Bijan is being used. Yeah. I just, I don't understand how this usage rate wasn't where it should have been earlier in the year. I still don't understand that. Well, again, Arthur Smith doesn't work rookies into. You know, again, there were times when Kyle Pitts in his rookie year wasn't on the field in third down yeah. situations. And we used to and complain about zone. that big time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so again, this is what Arthur Smith has done, both on the offense and defensive side. I think he overcomplicates things, and I think sometimes, and this is the Bill Barnwell article from ESPN the other day, about we thought, you know, you're going to see Bijan in the slot. These crazy formations like we saw in the preseason where, wow, we're at practice. I think you and I were like, look at that. They got Bijan behind Drake. Oh, I like that. You know, create these mismatches. It never materialized. They don't, they don't even give Bijan the rock like they should in the red zone or in like goal-to-goal situations. So, to me, the problem I have with Arthur, and we've talked about this when we, when we interview him, sometimes it seems like everything is more complicated than it should be. Well, and that's so that's a question I'm coming to on this is, whatever happens in these remaining two games, remember, you got to have the fan base, or I don't, a large portion of the fan base says win, lose, or draw. They're done with this guy. And I'm telling you, Arthur Blank's bringing him back, win, lose, or draw. Do you take away his play calling next season? Well, I would like bring in to a no, bring in a new OC. I, I, I've, I have asked this question about with some of the Falcons writers about, will look, even Dan Quinn took away defensive play calling and focused on head coaching. Mm-hmm. Can Arthur Smith have that come to Jesus kind of moment where he brings in a quarterback's coach or a play caller or this, any other? I'm not convinced of that. But if you're fighting for your life and you're going to bring in a veteran quarterback because you're fighting for your life, then maybe that is the next step, you know, that you let him focus on head coaching duties and you bring somebody in to call plays. Do I think that's going to happen? I don't know that that – I don't think that is. I could could see them bringing in a quarterback coach but not somebody who is directly calling the plays. And and maybe he hasn't had that – Again, come to Jesus moment. Dan Quinn, you know, again, he right. gave up the defensive play calling at some point. Right. He remember Dan took over the play calling down the stretch. And a lot of folks forget that because Dan took over the defensive play calling in 2016 right. and obviously came up with an amazing plan against both the Packers and the Seahawks in the playoffs. Right. And then later on, he took it over only to realize he wasn't that good at it right. back in like 2021 and, uh, well, or 2019 and, and, and 20. But, but not even more than that. He had to focus. He was so right. bad in-game managing right. that he had to concentrate on – his in-game decision-making. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, even in the win against the Colts, and look, don't deny it. Don't, no one denies it here. It's the most complete game of the season. And you're going, where the hell was this all year? He still found a way to call ridiculous timeouts in that second quarter. He tried to explain it to us on Wednesday about why after the spike they're calling the timeout. I mean, sometimes you're sitting there and you're screaming at the television, what are we doing? And to your point, I think sometimes it's your point, tunnel vision. Yeah, and, and, the and, and we, also, we also don't, I mean, let's be honest, we also don't execute very well. I mean, 
you know, we, we have dumb penalties and different things like that that we shoot ourselves. I mean, we shoot ourselves in the foot more than any other organization. Penalties, dumb decisions, things like that. So I think it's a combination of everything. Again, how many times have we seen we get down the red zone and then we have an offside penalty or a holding penalty? And that's beyond Arthur Smith. That you talked about, you know, we, I, what drives me crazy is why do I have Kyle Pitts blocking? I've got John o. Smith throwing a pass, which is kind of like the microcosm of the throw the brick at the television moment right. this season. But you're right, false starts, undisciplined penalties. I think the offensive line doesn't skip a beat without Caleb McGarry, by the way. I think, you know, Storm Norton, one thing I'll give credit to Fontenot, the depth. Could you imagine, John, two or three years ago, like Matt Ryan behind, you know, an offensive line, if you had like four starters out, this team was able to move forward with a bunch of guys missing an offensive line and, and didn't skip a beat. That's a testament, you know, to the job that Fontenot, I think, has done with some of the depth. Speaking of the depth, real quick, injury information. Uh, our buddy D-Led, thanks, Mike, reporting from Flowery Branch that uh, Heineke looks okay. He's not on the injury list. He was, uh, had a gimpy ankle. So that's apparently not of a concern by here today. Well, when I talked to D-Led the other night, he thought he was going to play. It was just probably more of a precautionary thing where they just let him kind of sit out and just heal up and make sure he was good to go. But there was never any thought really about him. Mm-hmm. Even though we saw that he was limited in practice, there was never really any thought about him being out for this game. But just more precautionary just to make sure – if he tweaked anything, that you don't put him back out in a situation where he could do more damage to it. Lindstrom with an ankle. He was limited yesterday, but he is not on the injury report. On Yamada, we spoke today. By the way, what a great guy. Great story. He's got an ankle, but he was limited Wednesday and Thursday. But uh, McGarry, uh, he was not a participant uh, today. Everyone else was back in the mix, which shows they're going to, in all likelihood, they're going to be good to go against the Bears. Bears got a lot of injuries themselves, though. Yeah, ba- Bears are banged up, you know, right now, but they still have some of their big-time playmakers that are out there, the Montez Sweats and guys like that. Right. And look, and I'll, I'll, I'll be the bad guy. I will tell you that Montez Sweat has made more of a difference for this Bears team than what Justin Fields has made this year. I think that the a guy – I said at the time, I wasn't sure if I wanted to spend that money because we come out of cap hell. But in hindsight, the way this team – and this goes back to Dimitrov. We got some really big misses and second-round picks – I would have given up a second rounder. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Bears had a better draft position at the time, perceived draft position. They were worse than we were. But in hindsight, Montez Sweat here would be huge. And it's something we haven't had. We've never had two really good edge rushers. So if you believe that Evacati's continuing to evolve and, and you feel that Harrison's coming on now, he's had two great games, that, yeah, we might actually have two guys, but they didn't. We couldn't. They couldn't match the Bears' deal. But you're right. Sweat's been huge for them. Let me ask you a question. When you go back and look at that 2021 draft, so the first draft with Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot, could you make a case that the most important player in that draft was Avery Williams? As far as kick returns and the and the uh, special I mean, extra, extra Gr- body in the Grant's, secondary, Grant's yeah. lost. Grant's lost his starting position. Right. The third round pick isn't here anymore. Right. Dolman is a very mixed bag. Darren Hall and guys like that. Yeah, but I mean, Dolman has started. I mean, he has been a starter now for okay, two years. But, but, I mean, but again, is he is he uh, is he Olin Krueig? You no, know, I mean, well, again, like most is he Mike you know, Webster, he's not Pro Bowl level. But I, I, I know what you're saying. But that draft, yeah, you look back at it and you throw Pitts in the mix. I know you're definitely anti Pitts. I still, like I still feel Pitts can redeem himself. He hasn't been healthy, but ability and availability go together. Yes, and and the way he's used or misused. Look, three touchdowns leads this entire team in receiving right now. How bad is that? Yeah, well. No I, Drake, by the way, I know you're railing on Pitts. Drake London's got two touchdowns this year. That's another guy that a top 10 pick was used on. You know, some would say you can go defense in trenches, which you and I have been bellyaching over for decades, and get those guys in the second round, you know, the way the Packers and Steelers have. Well, look at, look at all of the high-caliber 
wide receivers that are later. The Stephon Diggs and the Tyreek Hill, those guys aren't first-round mm-hmm. picks. Those guys weren't picked in the first yeah, Watson, round. Watson, Dobbs, those guys. I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. So we're uh, Cooper Cup. I mean, that's a third round pick. We're going on the road. It's going to be cold. We're an indoor team. We don't do well on the road. The Jets was probably one of our more grittier performances. Obviously, we stunk it up two weeks ago against Carolina. So I'd never bet against the Falcons, but Day Day did. Hey, man, this hour of the show is brought to you by All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors. We spoke earlier with our good buddies, Brian McFadden, about what do, you, what do we think about Justin Fields in general and what, if you ever came here next year, which a lot of folks want to see. Kerry Meyer was the guy from Kansas that we drafted in the fifth round. In a million that, years, I wouldn't have he gotten was, that He man. was one of their big playmakers in the 08 Orange Bowl for Kansas. Right. He was the guy that we drafted in the Much fifth round 2010. like a Seinfeld episode, we were talking about mascots and bowl games, and the coach of Kansas was perfectly round, just mm-hmm. like the Orange Bowl mascot, which brought us to that guy. Yes. It all comes together yes. slowly. but Eventually, we get there. We'll come back. Brian McFadden, Super Bowl winner, does a great podcast as well, and he's going to tell us what he thinks about this weekend in the NFL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Strong Arm Story of the Day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. Hey, 
man. It is a Dukes and Bell with a John Chuckie Filler. We were just talking about how much we love the Pop-Tart moment last night. If you didn't see it in the uh, Pop-Tarts Bowl in Orlando. That, that Listen, even the press conference when they announced all that, right. and they showed the trophy. Like that whole, they have done that bowl game right. I loved it. We'll talk more about the antics in the bowl game. I know one guy not too happy about the Orange Bowl. He joins us right now on the WadeFord.com hotline. That's my man, Brian McFadden. Uh, a fellow Noel, of course, he played football. I just drank a lot. And uh, a Super Bowl winner with the Steelers and now one of the great podcasts, All Things Covered, man. He's got a great – got it going on, man. What's up, B-Mac? What's happening, fellas? How y'all doing? Good, Good buddy. Man. Hey, we were spending a lot of time this week. Falcon fans are already turned the page regardless, uh, Brian, to what happens this year, you know, in these final two games. And we're going to see a guy a lot of Falcon fans want. What do you think about Justin Fields? Well, you mean as it pertains to – Playing in Atlanta? As, if, as what would he be if he was here next year? Just for argument's sake. A uh, better option than what you currently have. Right. Um, I think that's the bare minimum. I think, but that's a plus. Mm-hmm. A better option than what you currently have. A higher ceiling than what you currently have. And a guy who's entertaining, who will ultimately instantly put seats into the uh, butts into the seats in, in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So um, when you factor in the potential that he has, that's definitely appealing when it comes to what you haven't seen this year when it comes to quarterback play. So, yeah, I think he's a better option. I don't think I know he's a better option. And, you know, that just tells you how disappointing the quarterback play has been here for the Falcons this season. How important has Montez Sweat been for this Chicago team and this this Mm. defense? Because, again, they since they've picked him up, I think they've been a top-five defense in the NFL. Yo, John, he's been outstanding. I was one – that when they made the move giving up a second rounder, I was kind of like questioning that because Montez Sweat potentially, we know he can be a difference maker, but no one thought he was going to be the player that he currently is in the Chicago Bears uniform. I saw a crazy stat, I think a week ago, was that he actually leads two organizations in sacks. He still is the sack leader for the commanders, and now he's the sack leader for the (laughs) Chicago Bears. So that tells you what type of difference maker he's been since going to Chicago. And also, too, not, it's not just about rushing the passer. Their run defense has been stout as well with the addition of Montez Sweat. So under the radar, their defensive unit has done a, a real good job in improving on all three levels on the defensive side. And when you talk about just the addition that he's made on the front, rushing the passer and playing stout against the ground and pound attack. It is a Bryant McFadden with us, guys, on the waitboard.com hotline. And, yeah, B, the, the Falcons' defense, I think, you know, about what you expected. Yeah, there were some games where we couldn't get guys on the ground like Joshua Dobbs and Kyler Murray, but I thought Calais Campbell gave you exactly what you expected. Jesse Bates, I know a lot of folks, I know John was not really uh, kind of, you know, it was lukewarm to when we picked up Jesse Bates, but he's been killing it. What do you think about the, the Falcons' defense? I thought, I thought basically what we, we got what we paid for, I guess, in essence. No question. You talk about some of the major additions – uh, the Falcons brought into the organization, they all really have lived, lived up to the billing, especially especially Jesse Bates. Uh, it's not just about picking off passes, but his ability to be a difference maker in the, in, in, in the ground game, you know, as a tackler, the leadership that he has in the back end as well. Uh, I think he's one of the best safeties in the game. Khalil Campbell, a guy who I played with my one year in Arizona, you know, he does things the right way. You know what I mean? He, he's a, a sound leader, you know, on and off the football field. And unfortunately for the Falcons, I feel like they have a playoff caliber defense, but the offense have yet to come to the party. Brian McFadden is on Twitter at BMAC underscore sports talk, and he joins us here on the wadeford.com hotline. Brian, my biggest frustration has been all year that I don't know if you could have cherry picked 
a better schedule to have in the mm. NFL right. than what the Falcons had this year. When you look at the quality of teams and the lack thereof and the amount of first-time quarterbacks and all this kind of stuff, it just it fell into the hands of the Falcons this year for their schedule, and they just have not been able to take advantage of any of it. John, you're currently throwing salt on the wound right now <laughs> because the same – sentiments you have to say it's, it's safe to say falcon fans feel the same way that's why this year is so disappointing i think guys this year is more disappointing than last season oh, totally. because the expectation mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't as high as, it, as, as as they were this year based on the favorable matchups especially at the quarterback position that's why so many people are feeling some type of way because yes there were a lot of uncertainties with the falcons in totality but when you factor in the talent that was within the organization right, the additions and the favorable schedule, one would think you would find a way at bare minimum to get into the playoffs. And the division was watered down. The Mm -hmm. division is still watered down. And, you know, wise man once told me, you know, in the land of the blind, (laughs) the one-eyed man is considered king. You (laughs) just got to be better than everybody else around you. Yep. (laughs) And it's not like the – think about it. The the one-eyed man is considered king in the land – Oh, man, the one-eyed man Uh-oh. just took his phone yeah, out. There you go. Your phone just dropped. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, that's the situation for the Falcons, why it's been so difficult. Yeah. As we said to start the show, Brian, we thought, you know, again, they, they put everything happened with putting all their eggs in the Ritter basket, and it blew up in Coach's face. And, and now the hot seat, I don't know what – I think Arthur, I do believe Arthur Blank's going to bring him back. I know the fans don't want to hear that. I'm just telling you, I, just my gut tells me he's coming back no matter what happens in the next couple of games. It is Brian McFadden with us, guys. Bounce around the league on you. I don't know what happened to the 49ers, man. I mean, I know that the turnovers and, and Purdy looked like a hot mess and the Ravens brought the heat. You still think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC? Yes, I do. I, I think the 49ers are the best team because of the personnel, the coaching, and they just ran into a buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for San Francisco, I had a conversation with a, with, with, with a good buddy a few, uh, a few days ago after that Monday night game. I said the thing about San Francisco, they didn't know how to play against a guy like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a guy – if you don't know how to attack him, he's going to be successful against you. Think about some of the quarterbacks the 49ers have faced this year. Mm. None of them are as, as athletic as Lamar Jackson. If you want to throw Kyler Murray to that conversation, no, they're different guys. They're different guys. So for San Francisco, they ran into a buzzsaw not knowing what to expect, and because of that, they allowed the Baltimore Ravens to have their way. And think about this too, guys. For the very first time, I think this season, San Francisco was not the most physical ball club on the football field. Good point. Think about that. When I watched that game Monday night, it felt like I was watching a Super Bowl contest. Both teams were moving faster than some of the games that we watched over the weekend. Both teams were throwing haymakers. But for Baltimore, they physically beat up the San Francisco 49ers. And that tells you what type of team Baltimore can be, you know, when you factor in their style of ball. AFC North football is different than other divisions. We do things differently. It's not just about a style contest. It's about a physical contest. And for the first time all year long, 49ers got a dose of their own medicine because usually they bully in teams. They are the big bullies. Monday night, no, they got bullied. BMAC, how has it gone so wrong with Russell Wilson mm. and, and Peyton? <laughs> like, this is, this is like, you know, there, there's an old saying that in the movie Cocktail, nothing ends well or it wouldn't end. But this really feels like this was set up for Sean Payton to at least have success and, and coach a guy up that's had a ton of success. 
But this thing has just kind of faltered. I mean, it just it, it's been a disaster here at the end of the year right now. Uh, I agree. And for them to bitch, Russell still having an outside chance to get into the playoffs, it tells you how or what Sean Payton feels like about Russell. So now it's almost like this, right? For the second straight year in a row, Russell basically lost his job. And if you factor in Seattle and the relationship, how it ended, you know, Pete Carroll was okay in moving on from Russell Wilson. So is this a Russell, more of a Russell Wilson issue or just coaches not knowing how to coach him up? That's the bigger question for me because you, you talk about a franchise guy like Russell Wilson, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, still has years left in the tank, and teams are moving on from him. If something's not clicking with Russell Wilson, I thought everything was peachy, peachy and cream from the outside looking in, but clearly there were some issues maybe internally that we were not aware about which made Sean Payton feel like it was time to move on regardless of what happens with Russell on the football field. Now, we all know Sean Payton is an offensive genius, but he's also a bit of a weasel. So I, I, can, see, I can totally see him <laughs> scapegoating him, Brian. But the other thing is, and this is something Carl and I talked about earlier in the week, I used to defend Russell Wilson. I thought he was one of the top ten quarterbacks. And it just seems like when he left Seattle, there was so much chirping from former teammates, guys that they're either on the roster or used to be. I was thought Pete Carroll was pushing his buttons. And I don't know if – I don't know. Is he a phony? Why don't? Is there a strange vibe in the locker room? I just there's so much weirdness about the guy, and it's I, is he not genuine? And guys pick up on that. I don't know, but it just seems like he just he can't seem to get any love right now. Zero. And, and after what happened here in Denver, is even worse. And that's the thing, you know, if you're not a team oriented player, success is not going to be as easy as it should be because you're more of an individual. Remember, we heard rumors coming out of Denver last year that. You know, Russell had his own locker. He wasn't in the locker room with the guys. Right. We heard that he was more of a guy who kind of did things his own way, brought in his own training staff. That doesn't resonate, you know, with the, with the team. That doesn't resonate with the locker room. You're still one of the guys. So if that was still servicing this year, you know, be, me being a former player, no. You're a quarterback. We're all in this together. It makes the team feel better when they know you're one of the guys. One of the realest things I ever heard – that was associated with Tom Brady was when he signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he instantly asked for every number right. of every player on the team. Practice squad started, it didn't matter, and he called all of them personally. Just think about how that made the guys feel when they got a call from a number, answer, oh, this Tom Brady. You're a practice <laughs> squad player. You're a role player. You're a rookie. You like Tom Brady just called me and just gave me a pep talk about what we're going to do. He instantly gained the locker room. And for Russell, I don't I'm not saying I'm not there personally like you guys are, but we're hearing certain rumors, right? right? And we're hearing that Russell kind of becomes he 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 was more of an individual than anything, and that's not how it's supposed to be. We're all in this together. The put our hand in the pile to try to hoist the sticky Lombardi. And if you got an outside locker now in the locker room, no question that's the issue along with other things. Brian, last question from me. Um, the Rams have been red hot lately, five of their last six that they have won. What was the switch that flipped for them that all of a sudden now, you know, they're a contender for being in a playoff spot? Health. Health. They started the season without their best offensive weapon in Cooper Cup, right? They ended up trading away Cam because their feature running back. Brought in a lot of guys who we didn't know of like that, but because they're a well-coached bunch groups and they played football the right way, they have a fighting chance. And, oh, by the way, Matthew Stafford looks good. I don't know exactly what 
he has going on with his new diet or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but whatever he got going on, keep it going. Matthew Stafford <laughs> is falling, and he feels good. Remember, a year ago, we kind of saw some some, some issue, issues with his play. Well, he was dealing with a lot of injuries, right? But this year, his body feels good. His mind feels good. And Sean McVay, if it wasn't for Kevin Stefanski, I would be okay in Sean McVay getting the Coach of the Year award because he's done a phenomenal job, as you mentioned, John, with doing more with less. Like, no one knew who Puka Nakua was in mm-hmm. August. No one really knew anything about Kyron Williams in August. Think about some of the young players on the defensive side. The only player you know defensively for them is Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. Yeah. I go when you turn yeah. the tape on, you see a lot of guys looking like Aaron Donald with the effort and the way they're just flying to the football. So the job they've done in totality as a staff has been phenomenal, man. And, and I, I really hope they get into the playoffs. Right on. I go with Stefanski just because he had to juggle like five quarterbacks. You know, it's just amazing what Flacco's been yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a great story. Brian, next week we'll talk about the MVP. We're going to see Dak on Saturday night against the Lions. Have a great new year, my man. And I, I'd say go Knowles, but it's going to hurt. It's going to be ugly. <laughs> just how ugly? We'll talk some college football. The dogs got some good news. Some fans are losing their minds because two dudes are at practice down in South Florida. But are they going to play? We'll dive into that. And, uh, you know, We'll get into uh, stuff that whatever's, you know, what is, uh, you know, eating at Chuckery? What's uh, what's going to get his goat? I'm sure there's about 17,000 things we're going to find out next segment about college football. It's Dukes and Bell. This hour of the show is brought to you by All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors. Thanks to BMAC for joining us. Coming up next hour, we're going to hear from Michael Rothstein on the Falcons and the matchup with the Bears. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hey, man, hope everybody's having fun today. I mean, a lot of folks got the time off, whether you're just kicking it back at the house or uh, like some guys hit us up on social media, on the text line, on Twitter. Just uh, get the fire going at the fireplace. They got a cocktail in their hand. That's the way to do it, baby. I was supposed to be off, uh, I know. you know, because I, I, I only worked till noon and I was going to go home and, and I was going to run my daughter around. She wanted to go some shopping and 
all that, but uh, I'm hanging out with you today. Right on, and thanks for coming in. As we said, as, as much as I love the sound of my own voice, I don't know if I can handle five hours by myself. I'd probably just you know, jump out the window. But uh, thanks to Day Day as well, because, again, it's kind of a skeleton staff because this is the time of year, as we know, a lot of folks are out, but we yep. do appreciate it, and we got a lot of great feedback from Steak doing kind of a mashup. Mike Johnson doing a great job with Randy Mack. So it's been a lot of fun this weekend. Dude, yeah, thanks for coming in, because John actually does have a real job, as we said, you know. Yep. When he is not uh, working as a stripper, he does uh, he does do talk radio. Yeah, Jess Brockwell. <laughs> So, by the way, for the ladies out there, go to his. Uh, go to what's your Twitter handle, by the way? Uh, at JMCH three one six. For ladies looking to hire John for private events, parties, things like that, you can reach out. He'll mm-hmm. hit you on the DM. Hey, uh, before we get to some, I won't college, burn you with a cigar. <laughs> did you? Ah, did you with the college football? And there's been some actually pretty exciting bowl games today. We mentioned Clemson was arguably one of the better games in the uh, Gator Bowl, beating up on Kentucky. We'll tell you all about that just real quick because I haven't worked with you in a minute. And, uh, and we usually have some pretty heated conversations about it. We're generally on the same page. But just real quick, what do you make of the Braves' offseason? And, you know, I know that you and I, I, I know they haven't hit in these NLDSs the last two years against the Phillies. Still disappointed we didn't get that big front-line pitcher for this, uh, for this rotation. Because, again, we're going to be in the same boat, John, of bringing guys back and forth from Gannett, picking some bum off of waivers. I, I just don't understand why Alex has such an aversion to going after the big-money pitching. Well, I, I guess – where are those guys though? Like mm. what, what? Like like who in Major League Baseball today? How many really frontline starters do you have? Like, don't the Braves have two of those guys that are frontline starters? Yep, I mean, Strider and Freed. Correct. But okay. Freed now. But here's the thing: you worry about Freed. Well, they're obviously not. You and I are both of the opinion. You're not. You're not getting Freed a contract. He's not going to happen here. His new, his new deal not going to yeah, happen. I, I I just I, I and I'm I'm. I'm having to embrace that because I don't understand why you don't have one of the premier left-handers in baseball locked up. Right. I I don't care about it. even listen even when he's even when he pitches He's a 285 pitcher, ERA. I mean, again, he's an under three ERA guy. Yeah, but I mean, but I, I just felt we needed some innings eaters because Charlie Morton is five and a third. You know that. I mean, and he, and he was, again, uh, he has some good runs, some bad runs, some good runs. I feel that Bryce, like, my point is last year, he comes down to like, and even though the Braves, we know, we know, didn't hit. You go to Philly in a must-win game three. You're throwing a Bryce Elder who was leaking, was shaky all the way down the stretch, you know, through the end of August into September. I just need more guys. No, look. I get it. The uh, the Aaron Nola thing became cost prohibitive. The Phillies just threw a sure. Brinks truck at him. Right. We never had a shot at Otani. They were never going to do that. But, I mean, just some of the other dudes out there, Sonny Gray, Lance Lentz, even Severino, who the Mets are rolling the dice with, who was obviously flamed out with the Yankees. Just something, you know. And and maybe the Dylan Cease thing gets resuscitated right now. That's dead as well, a local kid with the White Sox. I just, to me, it just, it's, we're right back where we started, where Snicker has to juggle all this pitching and he's going to have to do it. And he's done it masterfully, but it's another year of Gwinnett, bum, Gwinnett, bum. Well, it, it hasn't Injury helped. List, that, Gwinnett, I, I was going to say, it hasn't helped that the last two years that you haven't gone in with a full staff healthy. You know, again, mm-hmm. two years ago, Strider was dealing with the oblique and Max right. Fried was over a bucket puking his guts out. You know, and then this past year, I mean, you, you, you have you have to you're forced to pitch a Bryce Elder who right. was not very good down the stretch and just again I, I and I get it but you know at some point too you're not going to have an eight man pitching staff no, but I'm not asking for that I'm just giving me four guys or five I feel good about I'm not asking and some teams will go to six over the course of the year over the wear and tear. But it just—it's one of those things that every year, even the year we win the World Series in '21, you're on a wing and a prayer with your starting pitch. Bullpen, I like what he did with the bullpen. I like the moves that he made there. So, are you counting on? Let me let me ask you this: If you have Freed and Strider, you have two top guys. Elders back. Elders back. You obviously have Charlie Morton back. 
what if if you have an Ian Anderson that comes back? Would mm. that satisfy you? I mean, I, I've got Ian Anderson right up there with how some folks felt about Soroka. That's the way I always feel. I mean, and by the way, they moved on from Kyle Wright, which upset some people. You weren't going to pay a guy to rehab, you know? Right, what I mean? exactly. That, that was right, it. right. So no, I just felt there was some middle tier innings eaters that some of those names I just mentioned, Kent Tomato, those guys. You know, you could have you know stepped up. I don't know. It's just frustrating to me that it's just for whatever reason they. That's one thing they don't do, other than give Charlie Morton twenty. Dollars. Yeah, but again, they're never going to be in the $250, $300 million no, I, pitching Well, I mean, look, I, you know, guy. years ago, uh, you know, get with, like the Garrett Coles of the world, yeah, they'll never do something right, like that. Right, the Verlanders and guys like that. Like, they're not going to give those guys money. Look, if they're not willing to pay Max Fried the kind of money that he's going to command mm. on the marketplace, then that should tell you a lot. And, and that's how they're going to patchwork their pitching staff. And, look, they're counting on – like this or not, they're counting on young guys. The the you know they 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 yeah, were. But, but here's the thing: the young guys. You just laid it out. The young guys either don't stay healthy, aren't that good. We've gone through. I mean, twenty. Think about it, like twenty five guys yeah. have come up from the yeah. minors for the Braves in like the last five years well, for Snitker. That you, you, but again, you have to go through that from Oscar Hinoa, you know, to Tui Toussaint and all these Tuki all these other dudes to uh, who am I forgetting? Boltonavich, all but, these. But the, the farm find, system doesn't produce. For every freed, we got five flakes. Right, is what I'm saying. But, but that's baseball. Like to, yeah, to that's, find that's a good, that is true though. I mean, to find so that circle gets somebody from another team that's already shown you he can do it. Well, I I, I don't. Again, I look at this as they they were the best team in baseball for one through one sixty two. Okay, mm-hmm. why can't why can't we get over the hump? In the playoffs, like like that's the only thing. Like you only have to focus on why we're not better in a five or seven game series. It's been the franchise's kryptonite going back to the days of Bobby Cox. Yes, I mean, one through nine. You said it. They're loaded. By the way, I do love the Jared Kelnick trade. Everyone feels this I, guy I love can that. Yep. get traction if he hits yeah. like he's supposed to. Then this guy, your left fielder, is set for a, for a long time. And look, you you've had great. You had a great year from Orlando Arcia. You know, did things that we would never think that he could do. Start in the All Star game and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But you bottle it down to why can't we get through that yeah. five or seven game right. series over teams that are not better than us? Right. Why can't we get over well, that hump? Unless you get more power pitchers like Strider and things. I mean, the, the old argument you'd rather have like a bunch of John Smoltz yeah. than a Greg Maddox when it came to the postseason. Isn't that Freed and Strider? Yeah, that's kind of like, where like you're at. Freed's a 180 right. strikeout guy. Strider's a 300 strikeout this guy. This team just unclutched. It's, it reminds you of the A's teams under Tony La Russa. Now, Greg, yes. they didn't have a five game series back then, but they would. No, but it's yeah. the same thing. Right. I mean, again, it's not clutch. When, when you have all stars at every position, that's great. And you have silver sluggers at every. That's great. Why don't we like? Why are we not? Why are we not over the hump? And the only other, the only other thing, and this is one of those abstract, you know, sports talk arguments. I don't know. Do you miss Freddie? I don't know. <laughs> After all the crap we went through with Freddie Ol- Olson, wailed this year. It was unbelievable. Yeah. The production again. Our offense wasn't a problem until we got to. A right. five-game series. Just wanted to pick your brain on that because I hadn't worked with you in a while on a Bravos. Just real quick, just to tie up the the, the uh, tease about uh, the Orange Bowl. Did get some news at uh, Mari Mims and uh, Brock uh, Bowers at practice. They yeah. seen stretching for the portion of the practice that Kirby allowed the media to look at. Uh, not sure if, you know, again, guys would love to see Bowers play. Sure sounds like uh, Lad McConkie is going to play in this. I think McConkie is going to play, but I don't think that Bowers is going to play. I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, look, if if Bowers is smart, if he's got anything going on physically, he should not play. And I know it's against the Georgia philosophy and all that kind of stuff, but it's not worth it for him to play. Right. And, and look, this is not the playoffs. It's a, it's a team that has all but given up. 
Correct. You know, so don't play if you yeah. if you don't feel like if you don't think you're 100. percent Don't play. There's a lot of headlines I'm reading, like Georgia's Orange Bowl focus fueled by Bama loss. See, they're motivated. They got a, they got a machine. Kirby's got a, a, a philosophy, and everything's in place. Norvell's got some underclassmen and a lot of guys he brought in were mercenaries, and that's why these guys have tapped out. Hey, that's great. These guys. If if it's if you're in the playoff, I'm thinking all these guys are playing. It's a different animal, yep. but it isn't. It's more like what Georgia was before that Texas Sugar Bowl. A yep, years yep, ago. absolutely. Anyway, that's the big one. Clemson with a nice comfort behind victory over Kentucky. We'll give you the uh, top three stories. Also, guys, our conversation with Michael Rothstein from ESPN covers the Falcons. What does he think about Arthur Smith's job security? Where we're going with the quarterback role and the 12 percent chance of making the playoffs it's all coming up john chuckery's in for carl dukes you're listening to dukes and bell baby this hour of the show brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 